Greetings to the church in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you once more uh, to the church, to the viewers at home. We believe that we would be blessed through the word of God, which is the pillar of our strength, which is what strengthens us and keeps us going as Christians. Saints, I would like to firstly appreciate our continued support to the country, to our president, who is steering this ship under these difficult circumstances. But we believe that the Lord will come through for us. I also believe that uh, good Christians are also good citizens. And there's a quote that I have heard that uh, this virus that we are battling uh, it cannot move. So it, it simply means that uh, people are the only ones who can move, but the virus cannot move. So if the people stop moving, the virus will also stop moving. So let's continue to do our part, and the government will also continue to do its part. And we believe that soon we will see this as history, and we will continue to move on with our lives. But this morning I would like to remind the church from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is where we are going to focus as we continue around the theme of redeemed through the cross. I believe that God is going to speak into our lives. It is only him who understands where we are, what we need, and where we lack. So through the scriptures we will be able to, we will be able to see ourselves will be able to identify with what God is saying. And we'll be reading from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, as I have already mentioned, and I will go straight into the word. Now, Paul writes and says, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you, had, you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. This is very important and this is key. And it is one of the, one of the phrases or the opening letters, which when we look at it, we see Paul brings out a cry. And if you look at the words that he writes, before we even move on to uh, verse 3, which we would quickly look into, uh, he says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you. So clearly there was a concern that Paul had about the church in Corinth. We, we, we would remember that Corinth was one of the young churches and there was quite a bit of challenges with that church. And now Paul brings this reminder to them that the gospel that he preached to them, which they have received and which they have taken a stand. In other words, they have believed this gospel. They have received this gospel. They lived by this gospel. But something has come through that has already disturbed the continuation of the gospel in their lives. So it seems like there is a concern that Paul is bringing that the gospel that you have... the. But verse 2 says, by this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. In other words, if we start by believing and along the way, 
we stop believing, then whatever that we have done, we have done it in vain. And it is quite a concern when something like that happens. But he says in verse 3, he says, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Now, this is very important because this is essential to the life of a Christian. There is no way or there is nothing that we can do by there is nothing that we can do to attain or to receive or to, 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 to receive the resurrection of Christ without believing. Hence the Bible says, hence Paul says, for what I have received, I have passed to you as of first importance. Now, one is that we know that Christ has died for our sins. So, there is no one who have paid our sins for our sins other than what Christ has done at the cross. Now, we must know, point number one, Christ has done for our sins. Number two is that he was buried, and number three, he was raised. So, victory was attained. Victory was received when Christ was raised. When Christ was, when Christ was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, we attained victory. We received our victory. Now, the Bible says, now I want to look at this, uh, this opening because now it, it concerns me because Paul speaks to the state of the church. He brings the state of the church into the picture. Sometimes this is where the church finds itself. Sometimes this is where we find ourselves in our Christian's life. We find ourselves falling asleep. We find ourselves in a period of slumber. We find ourselves falling away, getting tired, getting weary. Maybe we have been believing God. Maybe we have been trusting God. Maybe there is many things that are being spoken outside which shakes our faith. Maybe there is many doctrines, there is many theologies, there are theologians who are speaking different things. But when Paul speaks, he says, I want to remind you. So there is something of value that we have received, which is the resurrection of Christ, which comes with power. So that's why the Bible says, for this gospel, it is not just a gospel that came to us, but it is the gospel that came with power. Hence he says to us, I want to remind you, there is something that you know, there is something that you are about to forget, there is something that you are about to ignore, there is something that you have put aside. There is something that you have set aside. You are no longer walking in your old ways. You are no longer walking in your ways of believing what God has done for you at the cross. And that's why without the cross, there is no salvation. Without the cross, there is no redemption. Without the cross, there is nothing that we can do to attain or to gain the favor of God. God. It is only through the cross. That's why the Bible says in the book of Jude, it says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation. So he is writing again, but this time James writes and he says, concerning our common 
salvation. So it looks like it is important that we must understand that we have been redeemed through the cross. But while we are redeemed through the cross, the enemy will always want to fight. He will always fight. He will always try to find a way to pull us away from the cross. He will always try to find a way to remove us from God. He will always try to find a way to allow or to try and interfere with our walk with Christ. So the Bible says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered to, to the saints. So there is faith that is at, at, at that, 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 that the, the enemy wants to steal from us. There is believing, believing Christ, uh, trusting God, but with the things that are spoken outside, with the challenges that we come across, that drains us, that makes us to become weary, that, that makes us to, to want to, to, to not believe God, to not trust God. To, to, that's why the Bible says, those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. So it is only God who is able to renew us, to continue to remember, to continue to bring into remembrance what was done at the cross. We have been redeemed through the cross. Christ went to the cross to pay for our sins so that we can have a right standing with him or with God. So without Christ being at the cross, we cannot, be, we cannot have a right standing with God. Now, the Bible says, for what, I have, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins. And I want us to, to have a look at this because sometimes we, 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 when we talk about Christ dying at the cross, we, 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 we tend to ignore the extent of his death or, or what it took him. You know, the Bible says we were sinners. It says, for he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So, the redemption, the forgiveness of sin came through the cross. Now, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, it says, for he has rescued us. So we have been, we have been rescued. Like, 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 like when, 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 when something, when, when there is a, a, a state of a disaster and, and people find themselves in floods, uh, uh, I'm reminded of a, a picture I once saw uh, uh, in the news when uh, Mozambique had floods and people were stuck uh, 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 around the, 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 the flowing rivers and, 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 and the floods and, and, and the soldiers from, uh, uh, from South Africa were sent there to rescue people. So, so they went there to rescue people from dying. They went there to remove people from death. So these people were faced with death and they came out and they rescued them from death. So we must understand that extent, what it took Jesus to rescue us from death. The Bible says he rescued us from the dominion of darkness. So there was 
darkness that was that that had captured us there was we were living under darkness we were living under sin we were living under oppression of sin and Christ rescued us from that oppression of sin that's why the bible says he rescued us but we must also understand that when Christ went to the cross what it took what a shame when 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 we think about the cross a cross a, a, a sign of disgrace in other words we we were sent to hell we we deserve to be in hell we 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 were the cast out the bible when when it speaks about that in colossians it says having cancelled colossians chapter 2 verse 14 having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us he has taken it away nailing it at the cross so Christ took our sins and he nailed them at the cross so every nail that went there when he was hanging at the cross it was our sins which were hanging at the cross we were redeemed there was an exchange at the cross so the life it was blood for life so with his blood we had life with his blood we were given an opportunity to live again with his blood we were given a second chance with his blood we were redeemed we were bored for God we were bored so that we can be called the children of God we were God so that we can be called the sons, the heirs of the kingdom of God. So we must understand that crucifixion was intended to be a very gruesome spectacle. So it was not something funny. It was not something nice. It was not something to be enjoyed. It was not something that one would just take it up and go. So in the times of the Romans, that's why Paul says, I want to remind you of this gospel so that you can remember that you have been redeemed. We ought to remember that we have been redeemed. It was not a beautiful thing to take up a cross. When, 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 when the rulers of that time, when the rulers in the times of Jesus, when they send you, when they, when they, when, when they find you guilty and, and, and your penalty is to be crucified. It was one of the humiliating uh, uh, sentences. It was one of the sentences that, that, that has a disgrace factor in it. It was one of the sentences that, 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 that was painful, that was humiliating. You know, it was death uh, 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 imaginable. It was used as a punishment for slaves, for pirates and enemies of the state. But, but the point I'm trying to drive is that we must understand that it was torture. It was scourging. And crucifixion of Christ was, depict, was the, uh, depicted as deadly in detail. It was something, it was something that we cannot even begin to imagine. But because of the love of God, because of the love of Christ, because of when God wanted to save men, the only way to do it was a once of price. And that once of price was Christ at the cross. When we deny him, when we refuse to accept him as the Lord and Savior, we are simply belittling. We are simply denying we are simply overlooking. 
we are simply taking light of what happened at the cross, of what it took for him between his life and the death at the cross, what happened to him taking away the sin of the world, taking away the guilt of the world, taking away our punishment, taking away the dominion of darkness over our lives. When he went on the cross, the dominion of darkness was broken. When he went on the cross, the power of the devil was broken. When he went on the cross, he went on the cross and he took away our pains. He took away our sicknesses. He took away our guilt. He took away our sorrows. So when he went on the cross, the dominion, the power of darkness was destroyed. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in times of need. Christ was a means to make amends for us. Christ, when he went on the cross, by taking the punishment of the cross, was our escape from the wrath of God. Our punishment was placed on him. We walked free. We walked free. We walked free because our punishment was placed on him at the cross. That's why this morning, that's why this after this evening, we are talking about being redeemed through the cross. Because through the cross, that's where our sins were punished. Through the cross, our sins were placed on him. Our sins were put on him. Today, we can be called the sons of the living God. Because our sins were placed on him. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't die for us when we were saints. Christ didn't die for us when we were good people. Christ died for us when we were sinners. So he paid it all at the cross. So through this cross, through this uh, shameful punishment, through this sign of disgrace, he took it all upon himself. He bore our sins, our sicknesses, our troubles, our shame, our disgrace. He took it all and he took that sign of, he took that punishment uh, to himself. So this, after this tonight, as, we, as, I, as, I, as I wrap this message, I want to remind you, my brothers and sisters, fellow saints, I want to remind you that the gospel is not the gospel without the atonement, without the redemption. Because it is through this redemption that we are called the sons of God. It is through the cross that we have received that we have been called the heirs of the kingdom of God. Our sorrows and our troubles, our sicknesses has been placed on him at the cross. Let us not 
let us not, let us not, let us by no means, by any chance, let us not bring disgrace to the cross or to what Christ has done for us at the cross. Let us not by any means, let us not by any chance belittle what Christ did for us at the cross. Because the Bible says, for what I received, I passed to you as of first importance that Christ died for us, our sins, according to the scriptures. So it is very important. It is key to our salvation. The doctrine of atonement does not regenerate man, but atonement itself, it is what redeems us. The payment that he did at the cross, it is what redeems us. The payment that went on the cross, it is what redeemed us. He reconciled man to God. He reconciled man to his creator. He is the only one who is able to do that. What justifies us? What justifies man to stand before God? What justifies man to take a stand? And the Bible says then he can approach God, the throne of grace, with confidence. What gives us confidence is knowing, is believing that at the cross our sins were paid off. Through the cross, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are then called the sons of God. It is through the cross that we are called the sons of God. And I want you to take this message tonight and encourage yourself. If you felt, if you have been conflicted, in your, in your mind, in your spirit, in your thinking, if you're, you, 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 you place yourself in, in a picture of the, Corinth, the Corinthian church where there were many things that they went through and those things, they, they, they started, they started tempering, they started Tempering with their sense of belief. They started working on their, on their minds. How, how, how they perceive what God, what God is doing in their lives. And, and Paul had to remind them. But I want to remind ourselves as a church. That as we live in these days. Where we hear rumors. Where we hear things where we hear different types of preachings, where people unpack the word with different insights. May we ask the Holy Spirit to be our reminder. May we seek the Holy Spirit to help us to contend for the faith of the salvation that we have received. May we ask the Holy Spirit to help us that what we have received earnestly, the truth, of the gospel should be protected, should be contented for. I pray that God will help us. That as we look into this weight, we will be reminded that the price that was paid was for you and I to be free. 
the price that Christ paid at the cross, we don't have to add on it. It was enough. The blood of bulls could not do it. The blood of, uh, of, of lamps could not do it. But the blood of Jesus paid it all. The blood of Jesus is able to heal the sick. The blood of Jesus is able to bind the broken hearts. The blood of Jesus is able to bring unity. The blood of Jesus, it is able to help us in our times of need. That's why the Bible says we can approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in times of need. Because what God has done at the cross was full. It was settled. It was final. There is nothing that we have to add on it. It was full, final, and settled. All we have to do is to approach the throne of grace, is to take from the scriptures of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, when it says, therefore, it says, therefore, we can now with confidence, because we know our sins have been placed on the cross, for we know that we are no longer under the dominion of darkness. We know that whatever that was written against us, that ever that the... The, 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 the charge, our legal indebtedness, which stood against us, it was against us. The Bible says he has taken it away and he nailed it at the cross. My brothers and sisters, Jesus nailed it at the cross. Let us remain steadfast in faith. Let us remain steadfast in believing God. Let us remain steadfast in the promises of the Lord. For the Bible says, for the promises of God are yes. And the amen is spoken by us unto the glory of God. So they are yes from him. That's why I'm saying today with very much of confidence that we can approach. One is that Christ died for us at the cross. Number two is that he was raised. And when he was raised, victory was declared for us. Let us enjoy the victory that Christ has given us. Let us enjoy the victory that Christ brought for us when he was resurrected. Because he was resurrected so that me and you can find liberty. That's why the Bible says when we are in Christ, we are free. When we are in Christ, we have liberty. When we are in Christ, we have liberty. I want to just take a few minutes and pray as we close and leave you with the words that says, contend for the faith, contend for the gospel that you have received. Father, we thank you for your word. We believe that it is a word that you have chosen for times like this. We pray that it will remain in our hearts. I pray that the devil, the Bible says he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I know that in times like this, he will try to steal your word through the anxiety, through what is happening around us, through fear. But the Bible says you have not given us the spirit of fear. 
The Bible says what you have given us is that we must confidently approach your throne. I pray that you may revive us, you may refresh us, that we will be able to remember to approach your throne rather than running for psychologists, running for advisors, running for people to tell us what is wrong with us, what is wrong with the world. May we have the courage to run to you. I pray for our leaders. I pray that they will find in their hearts to return to you and seek wisdom and directives from you, Father. Because we know you said we must pray for our leaders. We must pray for kings. We must pray for our presidents. We pray for these leaders that they must rule over us in a manner that is, that is fitting and proper. May they find you, Jesus. May their hearts look up to thee for answers. We pray for countries that are hating, countries, Lord, that they just smell death. Father, we pray for your intervention in those countries. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that they will be strengthened in their hearts. We pray that they will find comfort in you, Jesus. We pray for the healing of our land. We pray for healing of the world. In Jesus' name.